Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. The official podcast of thevikingage.com. We do this every Monday and Thursday at 6.15 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. If you have not done so yet, make sure you hit that subscribe button, ring the bell, all those cool YouTube things. Because if you do, you can give yourself a chance to win a Justin Jefferson jersey. All the contest details are in the description, so go ahead, check that out if you not have not already done so. My name is Chris Shad. I am a contributor at The Viking Age, and most importantly, your host for today, and I am joined by my co-host, the managing editor of TheVikingAge.com, Adam Patrick. Adam, how was your draft weekend? Oh, it was uh, super busy, hectic, uh, full of... what reporting on the Vikings trades. Uh so not much different than the past regime. Uh but I took I took a bunch of Sunday off to kind of let my brain uh recover because draft the three days of the draft are a lot, especially that final day when there's a lot of picks. And I also had to do stuff uh for the Cardinals site too. So I had two teams to watch. Um but yeah. I, I enjoy the draft, but uh, I'm always happy uh, when it's over, too. And now we get to move on and talk about the rookie class and and kind of get closer. We're what? We're in May now, so we're two, two, three months away from, from training camp. So we're getting there. We're getting there. Day one is always fun. Like, I like the picks yeah. being rolled out, the excitement. You know, it's the big names and everything. Day two is still kind of fun, but I, for whatever reason, this day two was just chaotic because mm-hmm. I was running uh, one of the other sites that I run, Bring Me the Sports, mm-hmm. and I was doing it all. Quasi decided to trade up, trade down, trade uh, sideways, whatever way you want to call it. And then uh, Ed Marinero went on and was insane. So <laughs> that was fun. I had to write a story about that. And I'm not complaining by any of this. This, this is just stuff that happened. But, you know, the Twins were playing. The Wolves got knocked out of the playoffs. Uh, the Vikings drafted a card with a questionable history. So day two was a little bit much for me. And then day three was just the usual slog uh, where they trade up, trade down again. And then uh, they wind up, you know, just kind of dragging it out until 7 Ten o'clock picks. on Saturday. But 10 you picks. Ten. That ten uh, picks. sounds awfully familiar, which will be a theme <laughs> for today. But uh, let's start off. Pretty simple here. Let's talk about day two of the draft because we already talked about day one. Of course, the yep. Vikings trading down with the Detroit Lions on Thursday night uh, to give them Jamison Williams, but the Vikings getting Lewis seen with the 32nd overall pick. They were on the clock with the 34th overall pick, but they decided to make another trade with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I should have looked this up because I'm kind of curious when the last trade with the Packers was made. I, I am sure it was a draft 
pick trade like this, not actual players. But uh, I think I heard it was heck, the the John, yeah. I think I heard it was John like John David Booty and uh, Matt Lynn. I think in like two thousand seven or eight. I think that draft might have been like a fifth, fifth or sixth round. So they traded picks or Matt Flynn. Was I think the they Vikings, traded picks. The I think they traded. Okay. I think they traded picks. So, yeah. Yeah, I was about to say. I don't think. I don't think they've ever done a play for player trade, which obviously would make sense. But I think Quasey yeah. would be all about it because he's. He's like into trading with NFC North teams, apparently. Um, so the Packers took Christian Watson with a 34th overall pick. Let's start here. Are you okay with Quasi Adolfo Mensa's willingness to trade with teams within the NFC North? Um, yeah, I think it's it's fine. It's because I think what people are used to, we're still used to people like the division mattering a bunch and if you look at it there's 17 games now and only six of those are division opponents which is like around 35 percent of the season so you can still go if you lose all six of those games you can still go 11 and six and still have a good season and make the playoffs or whatever but like back in the day when you had to, you had four division opponents and you had 16 games 50 percent of your season was against divisional opponents it would have made a lot bigger difference back then when there was five people in the NFC uh, Central than it does now, especially with that 17th game added. When the 18th game gets added as well, it's going to matter even less. So I think this, you know, as much as it looks like bad, we, we the Vikings gave the Lions Jamison Williams, which, you know, who's throwing him the ball first off? And it's the Lions, not, not necessarily the greatest history of uh, drafting receivers in the first round. Aside from Calvin Johnson, which was easy, ever anyone they did okay with that, him. yeah. Um, um, and then you know the Packers, okay. Uh, this this kid, but what's 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 his name? Christian Watson. Christian Watson. Yeah, from from North Dakota State. Uh, um, oh, Bison. Not I think Bison. he was. Bison. Yeah, I think he was uh, overdrafted according to the consensus board, and um, you know how much longer is Aaron Rodgers going to be there? Like and this kid, this kid's not Devontae Adams, um, you know. No, maybe he plays well next year, but he's not Devontae Adams. Um, so I'm, I'm okay. Like looking at like first reaction, I'm like, oh, they're doing this again. But it's like you look back and you're like, well, the division, yeah, they're in the same division, but those games aren't as impactful as they once were. And these players, like, it wasn't like the Vikings traded with the Packers and they got Kayvon Thibodeau or like. They traded with the Lions and they got Evan Neal or like stuff like that. Like, no, these these were the, they gave the Lions someone who the Vikings. Um, it sounded like they were interested in him, but then I think Quasiedo Fomenza kind of a little confirmed a little bit that they wouldn't have picked him if uh, they took that pick at, at twelve. I'm sure the ACL injury had something to do with that. And then you know, pick what thirty thirty four. They clearly felt like they could still get the guy they wanted, which I think they did in the second round and get more compensation, which they did. So I can't really blame them for, for what they did. As far as those two moves, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with them. Quasi made a good point. He was on with uh, Paul Allen this morning, and he said that, you know, in those situations, the team that's usually trying to trade up is not limited to just dealing with you. So you can either accept right. the trade and benefit from it, or, you know, the Vikings can take, 
Andrew Booth at 34 and you know, the Packers will just trade up at 35 and then you get nothing. Right. So that's kind of how he saw it. And plus with the way that the Vikings constructed this draft, I, I think they were focused on hitting the sweet spot because this is a roster with a lot of holes. Uh, a yep. lot of players were needed coming into the draft and they weren't going to get them all. If they had just waited their turn at 12, 32, uh, whatever their next pick was, or I mean, sorry, 12, 46 and whatever, 32 is what they acquired. Mm -hmm. But, but mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying here? This mm -hmm. was just a better way to take more swings in a better part of this draft. And with this draft class, without many impact players or slam dunk home run blue chip prospects, sorry for the cliches, this was a good draft to do what Quasey did. So I was upset in the moment. But once I saw what he did and what the game plan was here, I didn't mind it at all. Now, yeah. if Jameson Williams burns us twice a year, we have problems. But, or excuse me, the Vikings have problems. I always do that. But, um, yeah, it, it's just one of those things. Listen, man, the Lions beat the Vikings last year. They didn't have any wins. So I don't think, you know, giving them Jameson Williams is like, now now, now they're going to beat us every year or beat beat the Vikings every year. Uh, so I. I'm like I said, who's throwing him the ball? Jared Goff? Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> Dan Campbell had one of his highest winning percentage against Mike Zimmer. I just want to throw that out there right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, my guy. I, I love it. I just want to throw this out there. I, I actually like the Lions, like out of the NFC North thing. Like if the Lions yeah. do well, I'm not mad about it because Dan Campbell has like Homer Simpson running the power plant vibes. And they're, like, hard, they're, like, they're hard knocks this year, right? I cannot wait for that. That is going to be so much fun. Like Dan Campbell on there. I mean, Dan Campbell's going to be the star. Um, you know, Jameson Williams, day, I'm sure yeah. will be fun. Yeah. Two, two venties and a case of Red Bull just and some uh, pure footballisms. Uh, so the Vikings were on the clock 10 picks later, or excuse me, eight picks later because they traded up with the Indianapolis Colts. They go ahead and they pick Andrew Booth Jr. out of Clemson. He's six feet, 194 pounds. Did not work out at the combine due to an injury. Uh, but do you think the Vikings got good value out of this pick? Because he was supposed to be a first-round prospect uh, when the draft process started. Yeah, we'll talk more about this in a little bit. But I think it was like one of the only picks they got good value on because uh, he was viewed as a, a first-round pick. He was uh, viewed as one of the 32 best players, and they got him at 42, uh, which is really good value. Um, and he has the talent to come in and possibly start for the Vikings um, as a rookie, uh, because you know Cameron Dantzler. Yes, he's maybe he's graded well with with PFF, but you know just looking at what he's done the last two years, he's not he's not a he's not even like Pro Bowl caliber. So it's not like Andrew Booth can't come in and, and challenge uh, Cameron Dantzler next year. And at the same time, the defense that they're switching to uses a lot of defensive backs. So even if Andrew Booth doesn't start, I feel like he's still going to be used in like some sort of rotation uh, just to keep these guys fresh throughout the game and depth wise as well, because, you know, this this team lacked depth a lot last year. And I think at the very least, he gives you much better depth than someone like Chris Boyd or Harrison Hand or, or somebody like that. So I think they got good value. It's a good pick. They don't need him to start immediately, but he can. He's capable of it. And, um, you know, the only thing that, that's maybe worrisome are those those injury concerns. But 
you know, he said like he's never been not he's never not been hurt in his football career, you know, high school, college or whatever. Um, not exactly the thing you want someone to say, but it's also not false because it's football and the guys are always dealing with, with something. But I, I like the pick. I liked it. Yeah, I, I think it was one of my favorite picks. Uh, one of the things that I'm going to talk about here. Actually, I'll just talk about it right now because out of the three defensive players that they took, uh, Lewis Seen, Andrew Booth, and uh, Brian Asamoah, they can all attack. They're all aggressive players. And I think that's something that Mike Zimmer's defense lacked towards the end. When he first got to Minnesota, the Vikings were a 4-3 double A gap blitz. Like They were aggressive and like forcing turnovers and all that stuff. Towards the end, Mike Zimmer was so afraid of making mistakes and maybe even the players too with the culture in the locker room that they didn't get aggressive players. They had guys that sat back. They were playing more zone because they had to, because Mike Zimmer's scheme was so difficult for uh, young players to learn. And I'm looking at interceptions right now. The Vikings were 11th in the NFL with 16 interceptions. That's not bad. It's not terrible, but I don't think there was a corner on the Vikings that was just this interception machine last year. I think that getting a guy like Booth who can make plays on the ball, make catches um, like Trey Wayne's perfect example, fast as hell, go step with step with anybody, but he could never make a play on the ball. Yes. Booth can make plays. And I, I mean, even like a corner, like Trayvon Diggs, Yeah. He gets burned all the time, but you know what? He he gets interceptions. He gets the ball back. Nobody remembers that though. With a short, no with a about short when he gets field. burned. Yeah, right. No one talks about right. It but I'm, but I'm saying if if you make 11 interceptions, there's a good chance yeah. you're giving your offense a short field. I'm not For saying sure. that Diggs is the all pro that people talk about, but he right. is a valuable member of that defense because yeah. of what he does. You just have to yeah. live with the bad that he provides. So I like the booth pick. I want to see what he does, how he develops, but. I mean, that's a very good pick for the 42nd pick in the draft. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, I, um, you look at, you look at back, like some, maybe like the old bears teams, not old, but like earlier in this century, uh, after 2000. Yeah. All the, all the turnovers, like every year, their defense forced so many turnovers and like their offense, everyone knows their offense was always terrible, but they were able to, put points on the board because they had such short fields all the time because you know their defense would get them turnovers like three or four a game and i think that's something the vikings are probably going to try and do uh next year just just make everything easier for for everybody the next pick was the 59th overall selection they take lsu guard ed ingram uh football standpoint he could play guard uh very good in the run game (laughs) Uh, he's a mauler, needs some work on his pass sets. Uh, off the field, not so great. Uh, accused of sexual assault in 2018. Those charges were dropped. Uh, Adolfo Mensa said after the second day of the draft, they did their due diligence on him, and that's all he said. Um, for everything that we kind of slammed Rick Spielman for, uh, he didn't take players like this, especially with concerns like this. It's not like... You know, Judd Zolgad put it this way. It's not like he shoplifted at the grocery store. This is a much more serious thing. So Mm -hmm. I guess from 
I'll ask this in two ways. From a football standpoint, what do you think of the pick? And from an off-the-field standpoint, what do you think of the pick? Um, I don't like the pick. Uh, he was very overdrafted. I think he was uh, projected to go in, in the, the fourth round, fifth round area, and they got him in the second round, which makes me just think of like someone like Willie Beavers, uh, who was uh, projected to go uh, much lower than he was when the Vikings got him. Um, and I just, I look at the, some of the players that were drafted after him. Uh, I think that, that guard from, I think he was from Memphis, um, Dylan Parham or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. and I look at, you know, was Ed Ingram that much better than the guys drafted after him that, you know, the Vikings had to take him in the second round. Like, did they think someone was going to take him off their board? And, And the thing about his past, um, there's not a whole lot like I would love to sit here and, and like accuse him and say like he's a terrible person, but there's not a lot we can say because of what he was accused of had to do with minors. So uh, all that stuff gets sealed up. Uh, charges were dropped and that's that whether it's, you know, what people want or not. There's not a whole lot we can say about it. The hope is that, you know, he just doesn't get himself involved in something like that. Again, but he was suspended for an entire year from LSU, which I feel like in a major college program to get suspended for a year, you got to do something pretty serious, uh, mm-hmm. which what he was accused of is pretty serious. But again, charges were dropped and there's not a whole lot else you can say because the, the case is sealed. So the hope is that he stays out of trouble and he plays well. But I think what comes out of this more than anything is that the Vikings don't feel that great about Wyatt Davis uh, because no. why would, why would you draft a guard in the second round a year after you drafted one in the third round? Um, if you feel good about that player, you drafted in the third round. So I think of anything that this pick says is that the Vikings like Wyatt Davis, his job might, it might be in jeopardy uh, this summer as far as, you know, his, his tenure with the Vikings. I think he's a candidate to probably, maybe be a, a camp cut or even shifted to the practice squad, I guess. I cracked open Dane Brugler's The Beast, which is just an awesome draft guide. Uh, yeah. It talks about backgrounds. It talks about all of that stuff. And I'm reading it a little bit right now. So he had Ingram pegged as a third or fourth round pick. And yeah. uh, he actually played right guard during his freshman year, uh, played 13 games, started 12. He was arrested in August of 2018 for the charges we talked about. Uh, 2019, he came back, only started two games, but the rest of the way, he was a left guard, 23 games at left guard. So I look at this pick, and it's even more confusing because Ezra Cleveland's at left guard. He's kind of entrenched when you think about it. Maybe they don't like him. Yeah, you just used a second-round pick on a guy that could replace him. Like the whole offensive line, that interior, it's basically just a battle royale at this point because they, they didn't, didn't pick up uh, they didn't pick yeah. up Bradbury's option today. Right, right. So I mean, there's not a like by trade center in that group outside of Bradbury, but I think like yeah. you know Chris Reed might contend for that. Uh, well, I think Jesse one of their Davis I would think one of their or or tackle. I, I mean, think one of their undrafted free agents is a center, so that that's his competition. The little turnstile competition. Like, that's what the Vikings were famous for with their right guard competitions. It's just like, here's this 
undrafted free agent from three. Kennesaw State. Go beat yeah. him. Okay, you yeah. did it. You did it, Drew yeah. Samia. Welcome to the yeah. team. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, there's enough here to work with. Like, do I wish they would have taken a wide receiver with this pick? Absolutely. Uh, how about an edge rusher? Because people seem to think like uh, Zadarius Smith and Daniel Hunter are made of steel and they're mm-hmm. not like it's all those little things that you look at and you go, I don't know. Is this team just full of itself or what? It's really weird to me. Um, kind of looking at the next pick, Brian Asamoah was the 66th overall pick from Oklahoma. I like this again, because it's a player that can attack. It's a bliss, a blitzer. Uh, all three defensive players are kind of in that same mold. And like I said, you get four players in the first 66 picks. None of them are before pick 32, but this is a good draft to kind of just hit the sweet spot. So would you rather they do this or wait at 12 and take the top prospects? Um, I thought about this because I'll be honest. I didn't really like a whole lot that they did in the draft this mm-hmm. year. They, they overdrafted a lot. Um, they took positions or they, 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 yeah, like they, they didn't pick guys that were probably better than the guys that they actually picked. Uh, we won't know obviously until the future, but there are, there was a lot of talent they left on the board, uh, when they did pick guys. You know, you mentioned Asamoa and, um, a couple of guys, or they picked the, the Minnesota kid and, uh, there was some, some better, he's one edge of rushers. us. He's one of us. Yeah, there's, there's some better, better edge rushers left on the board that they could have gone with. I How think dare he was, you? He was projected to be like a seventh round pick and they picked him in the fourth round. Um, He's basically from Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Like Adam I, I, Thielen has made a career out of that. By the way, I saw that pick Come and on. I'm like, did they did they do that just so they could do the the skull Yuma? You know, did did they do that? Because um, the Vikings have never made a draft pick for purely PR reasons. They've never drafted someone from Ger- Germany uh, in the sixth round purely for <laughs> for PR reasons. Um, but I don't know. I feel like. It didn't. If you <laughs> if you were blind and uh, didn't know that the Vikings hired a new GM, I don't think you would have thought that much changed. Yeah, you probably would have thought Rick Spielman was still running uh, running everything because there was they made six trades, uh, a bunch mm-hmm. of which didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Like they're in like the the fourth or fifth round. They traded back like four picks with like the they traded with the Raiders twice. Um, I just there. I think I would have rather had them use that twelfth pick to try and get someone who's had a little more maybe potential. But at the same time, they probably viewed the people who were left on the board like similar to to a Lewis scene. Um, they probably didn't think that he was that much different than the people who they wanted who were maybe left on the board. At, at pick 12 um so i don't know i i'm okay with what they did but i i just i think i was expecting change a lot more change i think they a lot of people were expecting a lot more change but it was a lot of more similar stuff where you know you're drafting linebackers in the third round you're drafting a speedy running back you're trading making a lot of trades you know i don't know i i wasn't a fan of this draft but 
I will say it's the draft. So there's, you know, we can't, there's, I, I've seen grades where the Vikings are, have an A minus, and then I've seen grades where the Vikings have a C minus. So we really, we really don't know, but uh, I don't feel good about it right now, but things could happen. Cause what you need, what two or three guys out of a draft class to be like for that class to be considered good. I feel like maybe four. Yeah. Like so. what, what's weird to me, especially with the Asimov pick is Nicobe Dean was on the board. Yeah. And he's rated, he's rated as Dane Brugler's number two linebacker. He's 5'11", 229. So yeah, he's undersized, but like, Awesome was what the same like six foot. A lot of people passed on him so an too, inch taller, and yeah, I, I mean, I, I heard there was some medical concerns or something. Yeah, but I mean, if they would have taken Nicobe Dean over Ed Ingram, I would have been happy with it. Like I, I wouldn't have minded. This just right. seems like they're kind of and they probably still got They still could have got Ed Ingram. Yeah, and and it reminds me of Brian Mayock, who took over the Las Vegas Raiders and just started taking his guys no matter where he was in the draft. Yeah. Or Mike Mayock. I'm sorry. I got Brian Oswald and Mike Mayock mixed up, but um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders would just take guys just to take the Clemson. We like Josh. We like Josh Jacobs. Okay. We're going to take him in the first round. We like Cleveland Farrell. Take him forth. Who cares? We got our guy. Like it, that feels like what, the Vikings did in that draft, not as egregiously, like if they would have taken Lewis Seen at 13, or excuse me, at 12, everybody would be like, whoa. Um, but I mean, it, it's just a weird draft. And when you look at the rest of this class, the day three picks, like you said, this feels very similar to what happened. Missouri cornerback at Caleb Evans, uh, fourth round, 118th overall. They traded a 2023 fourth round pick to get him. So we're going to have to do these gymnastics all over again to get our fourth round pick back. Uh, Minnesota edge rusher, Asesi Otomowo. He's from Minnesota. Uh, round fifth, or run, excuse me, round five, 165th overall. North Carolina running back, Ty Chandler, 169th overall in round five. Round six, they took Illinois offensive tackle, Vidarian Lowe, 184th overall. Michigan State wide receiver Jalen Naylor, 189th overall. He's called Speedy, so that can happen. And if you don't think this is a sexy draft, Adam, you got to check out the Instagram photo of South Carolina tight end Nick Muse, the seventh-round pick, 227th overall. He can't catch. He doesn't have much receiving (laughs) chops, but that Instagram photo. He did a flip in the pool after he got drafted. I saw that. You know, it reminds me of Kenny Willickies. Like after he got drafted, he's like, "They said I wasn't athletic," and he starts. Did he get drafted? Releases this Kenny Willickies. I think he was. Yeah, he got drafted. He was a UDFA. No, he was was a seventh round pick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because he was because the Vikings had like twenty that year, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I got drafted by the Vikings." He's doing (laughs) backflips and like all this stuff. It's like, can you rush the passer? Can you set an edge? No. No. Okay. Maybe that's not why you're drafted. You could do you could sign a WWE contract. I'm sure they would take you. Yeah. Do, do you think? Do you think maybe the people in the? Do you think Quasi was kind of just letting the people? Because a lot of the people who are in the building doing this draft are, are from Spielman's staff. Like they're in there. This this is their like a lot of their final yeah. or whatever. Do we think that Quasi kind of like let them do their final thing, and then? get out of there because if that's the case then i understand 
if that's the he case next year, there, be, there better be a lot of changes because, like, it just looks <laughs> it's the same thing. And it's not saying that it's bad, but like, don't talk about like changes and stuff and 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 culture and all that stuff, especially culture, and then go draft at at Ingram. Um, but like, that's what it has to be something like that, where like these guys, this is what they've done. These are the guys they think are good, and then Quasi's like, I'm not going to argue with you. I, I haven't put in as much work as you, so I'm just going to trust you, and uh, you know. Hopefully these work out. So collaboration, collaboration. Uh, uh-huh. Well, good. That's did, what did you it's notice all about all the, uh, they had like videos about all the prospects from like people on the scouting staff. And I don't think they've ever done that before where they've had like the actual yeah. scouts talk about the players. And I'm like, is this, this is crazy. Like doing this to be like, Hey, here you go. You can talk about them. And then not my problem. Them. I didn't make yeah. the pick. Check yeah. these guys yeah. out. Like so, it had yeah. to have been because you can't scout a draft class in like two months. No. So, I mean, he, yeah. he's going off these scouts and I found it funny when he, and I don't think he went to a pro day. Pre- yeah. I don't no, think he, went he to said a pro he day. didn't. Yeah. He said he wished he had, which is even more concerning. Um, <laughs> That's, it, it don't just, say that. No, no. His, his press conference is basically, I, I'm into Simpson references today. You know, when he yeah. says, Oh, I, I said the quiet part out loud. Yeah, the loud part, quiet. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> um, it, it's funny to me. He goes up in the pre-draft press conference and he thanks everybody on the cut. Co- like, yeah, I'd like to thank uh, lead lead scout, lead uh, yeah. assistant scout, regional scout, uh, assistant to the regional manager, the janitor that uh, the guy that filled up his car, uh, the yeah. the Uber driver in uh, yeah. Hattiesburg, so we could go to Southern Miss Pro Day. Um, yeah. uh, like. Here, here's the thing. I, I, I will say this about the draft class. I am willing to give it a chance because, like you said, yeah. we don't know. Last yeah. year, Football Outsiders has a football report card, and the Vikings got like a 3.6 GPA among 17 mock drafts or uh, draft grade articles. So pretty good. They got seven A's. Nobody had more A's than the Vikings did last year. What did the rookie class do last year? Christian Darisaw sat because of injury. Kane Wangwu couldn't get on the field unless it was a kick return. And everybody else was mothballed. Like Amir Smith-Marset came out in the final game and he was like, oh, we knew what happened. Well, why didn't get on, why didn't get on the first 16? Like, wow. No love for Cam Bynum. Anything. No love for Cam Bynum, the future greatest NFL player ever. <laughs> yeah. Good for That's him. Good head yeah. on his shoulders. Like, aim high. <laughs> he does. Right? He does. He does. Yeah. But, but, but I mean, we have given like the whole thing about this off season yeah. and why I was excited is because I felt like we were getting to something new. Like yeah. I, I referenced the wild all the time. Right. And like for years, they ran back the same thing. They ran back Jason Zucker, Charlie Coyle, Nino Niederreiter, all these guys that you probably haven't heard of, but that's okay. Um, yeah. And they just kept going at it year after year after year smashing into the Blackhawks and getting their teeth knocked in like let's run her back let's do it again and the Vikings were at the same point where it's like we this worked in 2017 but players get older players regress naturally like it just doesn't work out so like the entire time in this offseason I sat here and I'm just like okay maybe this is the time Quasey makes a move maybe now he's going to go ahead and uh you know, trade Kirk Cousins. That didn't work trade out. Up. And you know what? 
I will say, I will say that extension looks a hell of a lot better after what <laughs> happened with this quarterback class. <laughs> like, okay, you got me. You you win. I I totally I totally get what you're seeing because if they had taken Malik Willis at 32, oh my god, this would look a lot worse right now. But but again, we don't know. So like, yeah, okay, trade Kirk Cousins. Okay, well maybe you're going to get rid of some veterans, but you can't do that because you just extended Kirk Cousins. So you run everything back. The same players are in place. Everything is the same except for one thing. And that is Kevin O'Connell, who apparently is the greatest coach in the history of the NFL. That is the only thing that I can think of. Or at least he's better than Mike Zimmer, who is a pretty damn good coach if you think about it. So now the Vikings chance to prove me wrong lies in the hands of Kevin O'Connell. And he's got, he's got to get the most out of Kirk Cousins. He's got to do everything. And, and there is no excuses for it now. Kevin O'Connell is the guy on the hot seat right now. And if he comes out and he's the next Sean McVay, that is awesome. That is great because the Vikings will be a much better team for it. But again, like you said, to sit here and talk about collaboration, culture, we want to be a place that the players want to be. And the players do seem happier to his credit. But is it going to translate right into anything right more than nine wins? Yeah, it, they're happy in May when they're not on the field and they're, you know, getting waffles for breakfast and having them mm -hmm. say hello on the highway. Mm -hmm. What happens when they go on a three or four game losing streak? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Yep. So, so, so I, I'm not like people. I saw somebody tweet you and they said, all you say is negative stuff, but <laughs> it, it's just being. It's being they haven't critical. made the playoffs in three of the last four years. 800 days it? under 500. Approaching I would 900 say, soon. I would say maybe before the last two years, I've been probably one of the most optimistic. Like I used to be, I wouldn't say I was a Kirk Stan, but I used to defend Kirk Cousins from people who were like, oh, he's not accurate. He can't throw. He's not going to ever be good. And I was like, no, look, look at his numbers. He's good. But the last two years where he's put up the same numbers and it's, nothing's come out of it. I've become less and less optimistic, especially about this team that has missed the playoffs. So you missed playoffs three of the last four years. Yeah. I'm going to be less positive about this team, especially when all they do really in the off season is hire a new coach and a GM and not really do anything. Would I like to be optimistic? Yeah. Am I still going to want, am I still going to be optimistic and probably predict the Vikings to win like 11 games next year? Yeah, sure. But like to sit here and just look at what they what they've done this year, like not a lot. They have they like the free agents they add added. You know, you replace Michael Pierce with a defensive tackle who's probably just as good or maybe a little worse than him. You know, you get rid of Anthony Barr and replace him with Zadarius Smith, who, when healthy, is good, but he missed most of last year with a back injury, which is not just like you didn't break a pinky. It's his back. So, you know, that's a serious injury. And, you know, they, they, they re-signed Patrick Peterson. Like that was one of their biggest uh, free agent signings this offseason was Patrick Peterson. And they do what they always do and add a bunch of, you know, cheap guards, cheap offensive linemen to their roster and hope, hope that they can, blossom and and be something that they've never been in their career um you know because the vikings are known for getting the most out of their offensive linemen they are a team that has always been known to get the most out of their offensive linemen 
Um, no. And then, you know, they just haven't done a lot. And like you said, guys get older. And I see, sometimes I see when people are like, oh, the Vikings are going to be better next year because they're going to be healthy. Uh, excuse me. Everyone is going to be healthy next season. Like that is not, that's not a reason to be optimistic because they're going to be healthy. Every team in the NFL is going to be healthy. If you put the Vikings at their healthiest against every team in the NFL at their healthiest, they are not in the uh, not in the top ten. I'm sorry, they're not. So, like, healthy is not a reason to be optimistic about next year. You know, I'll try and put a positive spin on this because I I don't think there there are some people who are just like on here, just like oh my I hope God, you saw my response to that again. I hope yeah, you saw my response yeah, it, to that tweet as well, which was I don't really care because I've never <laughs> done done this for anybody else but myself. So. We're nice. We're nice people, by the way. By the, yeah, I, I'm a nice I just guy. want to throw that out there. Like, we're not. We're not trying to be anti-Viking, you know, no. warriors but, here. But don't talk. But don't talk about them like they 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 just missed the Super Bowl, which is what a lot of people are talking about. Like, all mm-hmm. they needed was a coach to get over the hump, and that's that's going to be the key to you know hoisting that Vince Lombardi trophy. That is not the case. And they, they haven't even sniffed like it. it. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't even sniffed the playoffs. Like, look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are one of the best teams in the NFL in the last few years. They went out and completely, like, traded up, did all these, moved up in the the first round, second round, everything, and added so many good pieces that can make an immediate impact. And the Vikings are like, oh, get some depth. Here's what I wanted personally out of this offseason. I wanted something that I could see down the road that things were going to change. Like, like actual evidence. And I mean, again, Kirk Cousins contract smart now. Okay. Totally get it. Cause everybody was out on the quarterback. Class. I'll tell you what, you want to run him back. You want to try it again? Fine. I'm I'll okay with what, that. Before you get started, that Kirk Cousins contract mm-hmm. does say a little bit about their plans because they only gave him a one year extension. Yeah. It does have, vo- it only, ha- it does have void years on it, which would indicate that why are you going to put void years on it? If you're going to extend him. So, Mm-hmm. I would say that is a good indication of what they would like to do in two years, and that it's not have Kirk Cousins on their roster. So, and that 2023 class looks pretty good when it comes to quarterback. And I'm not just talking about Bryce Young and uh, uh, CJ Stroud. Maybe more than one would go in the first round. Just don't draft Spencer Rattler for the love of God. I can't <laughs> handle that. That guy is, he's not good. Um, <laughs> but, like I wanted to come out of this draft, like you said it yourself, like not getting sexy in this draft, like getting a flashy Jamison Williams type player was fine. If they had taken Trent yeah. McDuffie, fine. Okay, yeah. whatever. Like this whole draft, the whole draft just kind of, it doesn't excite me. Nothing about this yeah. offseason excited me. Maybe it's the Darius Smith, but like you said, there's still injury issues here. Mm-hmm. I will counter with this though. The last time I felt this kind of, disinterested about a season it wasn't even last year because they made some moves last year i'm like okay maybe this could work 2017 i was gonna say because in 2016 the vikings went eight and eight they had no moves along the offensive line they have basically nothing changed outside of an offensive coordinator and they wound up going to the nfc championship game there are a lot of other factors that contributed to that in a much younger mm-hmm. roster but who were looking at the same thing, a small change. It's a big change, but, it, but it's, it's a tweak. It's Mike Zimmer was the devil. 
So here's uh, Kevin O'Connell. Oh, we still haven't heard from him, by the way. He's still radio silent. Mike Zimmer is just hibernating. He's, he's just brooding. He's for someone who moment to pop up. For someone who never bit his tongue during his time with the Vikings, he has been very quiet. Um, and I think he's he might be just doing everyone else a favor by by being quiet. He probably knows a lot and he's willing to tell, but he's probably just like, I don't care. These things, like usually, they're just going to wait for the perfect moment until it's like the ultimate distraction. Like why the season, right? Yeah, yeah. No, like like Vikings turn it around. They go to the NFC Championship game, and like on game day morning, Mike Zimmer's on there. Like, let me tell you about the real Kirk Cousins. All right, <laughs> Kirk, you know, just the unloading on him. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's what's going to happen. He's going to pick mm. his spot, and when he does, I don't know. I don't think he's a TV guy. I don't even think he like he didn't even like doing like interviews with Dion on TV. So I think he's just gonna maybe he does the low. interview with Dion. Well, D- Dion doesn't do TV anymore. That's he right. Does, he's, a, he's a barstool he's or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. I I agree with the change thing. Like, yeah. And you. So what what you're saying is with 2017 is that Sean Mannion's going to lead the Vikings to the NFC Championship. <laughs> that's, what that's what you're saying, right? right. Yes. Uh, um, I'd be here for that, actually. One that last, would be yeah, one amazing. last thing. Just like, whoa! Think about, yeah, <laughs> whatever, man. If you want to do it, go ahead. Um, did you do, like, there was a bunch of, you sp- t- talked about the quarterbacks. Now there is a bunch, like, in the third round, fourth round. Should the Vikings have used one of those picks on a quarterback? Do you, do you think? Or, or did they make the right decision to just it wouldn't do whatever have hurt. they It did? wouldn't have hurt. Like, at that yeah. point, why like not? Like Sam Howell? You couldn't have. You yeah. Take a flyer on him. Because Kellen Mond, did they think Kellen Mond was? Did they think Kellen Mond is better than all these guys? I Maybe can't they imagine do. they do. I don't. Know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, I, we'll never know. I don't know. Yeah, we. we they we'll were. Never... They were so wrong on the quarterbacks, and I yeah. think part of it was because you're just like, no. I mean, nobody's going to be bold enough to be like Blake Willis. He's the third round pick, like. They would just sound stupid. They would get shot down out of the sky, yeah. for God's sake. Like, I, but still, it's just like. People had him going okay. too. Yeah. People had him going to the Lions. And the Lions are like, Pickett. no. Well, Kenny Pickett wasn't bad because he went in the they're first like, round. Of we them. would rather have Jared Goff, which says a lot about that too, which I also think is them being like, well, we have a better shot in 2023 of getting a better quarterback if we keep Jared Goff or do we want to get Malik Willis and maybe be like a six or seven win team and then not get one of those quarterbacks. So that probably played played a little part into their thinking because they're building a roster right now. The Lions are around the quarterback and then next year they get that quarterback and they should be good to go. Bryce Young would be awesome in Detroit until we had to play him. <laughs> Correct. He'd also be awesome in Detroit until he got to Detroit, which would be like, oh, I play for the Lions. I can't be good. Which, have you seen? Oh, speaking of Jameson Williams, there's like a meme going around or whatever of him holding up his jersey with Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson's got like this big cheesy grin on his face and Jameson Williams just got like a stone face like like it's he's like this is what happens when you get drafted and you find out your quarterback's Jared Goff because because his reaction too when he got drafted he was like yay the Lions so so excited 
can't wait. Like he was like, "Oh, okay, that changed cool. when he met Dan Campbell, though." I guarantee. Oh it. Yeah. yeah. Hey man, how's it going, Dan Campbell? Right here, nearly yeah. like, breaks his yeah. hand with his hand. Who's the yeah, guy? Man, that... we're gonna do some football stuff here. We're gonna bite some kneecaps off. Was it Sauce Gardner that went the wrong way in the the green room? Like he he started walking one way, and then he had to turn completely around, and then came. He had to walk like back again to go on. There was somebody who did that. I think it was Sauce. Um, what who came out? I got a better question for you. What happened to the fairy thing they were going to do? Right. I think they like they just they had up. the set and they just yeah they're just like yeah this is smart enough. It was also that would have been. Yeah. Windy, because I know they had to move um, the TV stuff inside, so maybe they didn't okay. want people to like blow over into the fountain. It still looked cool. All, all the stuff looked cool. Like Vegas always does everything nice. I guess if you consider Vegas nice, um, but yeah, it was entertaining. I don't think I needed the Chris Angel uh, stunt in the beginning there. What day two? It's like what? What are we doing? I. I I watched the NFL Network coverage, uh, and they had the Blue Man Group mm-hmm. on there for a little bit. Um, so yeah, they were in, they did Vegas stuff in Vegas. On day three, like that stuff's all right. Like yeah. day two, day I, two I'm sorry yeah, to like get doing? off my lawn here, but like yeah, I was just sitting there watching, just going like, uh, yeah. Also, who hey. attends the draft on day three? Who like no one? <laughs> I thought the same thing. What are you watching? It's just the, the screen. How many th- how many things are in Vegas that you would rather do than watch who the fourth round pick is? You're watching people like, go to a podium way. and re- you're watching that Dawn lady who looks like someone just shot her cat like read picks over and over again like uh, 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 like I'm like lady come on like you work for the NFL let's get a little excited okay we're at the you NFL need, like, draft pyro or something. Like a, like oh, yeah. a WWE WrestleMania entrance, just, well, just put saw, the pyro, put you know screamers, yeah, saw, everything. You know, well, the Miz was there. The Miz was there, and uh, so was uh, Gable Stevenson. Face, he was there. There was a there was Baron Corbin was there. Uh, Titus O'Neil was there. There was a bunch of should have just there. had a match. Uh-huh. Have a match yeah. during day three. They should have whoever you know whoever wins gets the gets the pick. Um, man. Yeah, who's who is going to like you? Got to just that's just got to be a drinking party. That has to be like oh night no, night one of the draft would be a lot of fun. But I remember looking at the Nashville draft and seeing how packed Broadway was, and I'm oh, just like, yeah, is two that things. Fun? Well, two things. One, how do you get a beer? Yeah. Two, going to the bathroom, and you know they're like a little 18, bit of a problem. And you know the beers are like eighteen dollars too. They're not like. $2 beers. I think there was a meme when the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA title and like they had the deer district and it was just flooded with people. Yeah. And then like there was one porter potty out there and they're like, oh, no, RIP. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't. I'm a guy. Oh. Well, we're, guy we're guys. So I just I just find a tree and we're behind a building. And well, I'm sure that. there was a lot of that going on. Oh, yeah. But, well, this is good. We're talking about. P on the, the pod. <laughs> get a letter from fan cited tomorrow. I'm sure. Hey guys, you want to? No, no, no. They don't care. They don't care. They're cheese fans. They, they they care. <laughs> They're they used to it. Um, I was going to talk about Rick Spielman's thoughts on this draft, but he loved it. Spoiler, because it was exactly well, what you, he would. What did done, he get? So. He said uh, you said he gave him a, a B minus, right? 
Yeah, so he gave him here here's what he said. I I will read what he said and we could go that through that very quickly. Uh I thought they did a great job in their first draft. I thought was seen in Booth. I thought they got some really good players in the secondary that could come in and help immediately. And I thought Booth, when I saw him play this year, he had the potential and should have potentially been a first round pick. So the guard from LSU, I thought was a little bit stiff, but he's a mauler inside. And I love the linebacker from Oklahoma. Once again, he's got great range. He's going to be a nickel cover guy. He's going to help them on special teams and eventually develop into a very good starter. And by the way, follow my TikTok. It's at Rick Spielman. (laughs) You know, I'm going to tell you right now why I think Spencer Rattler is the number one prospect in the NFL draft. Okay, Rick, you were out of time here. So, uh, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, two things. Would he have said they had a great draft? If most of the scouting staff wasn't his still. And uh, uh, two, was there any chance of him giving of him giving the Vikings above an A minus? No, 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 because he wants a job. And who is he well, going to hire when he gets? He's not going to be like they did. Oh, man. Now I know where they got rid of me. They did a much better job than I did. Uh, no, like he, he praised them because he knows most of the guys that are in that building are the guys that he hired. So, yes, and the B minus I think is reflective of of what he thinks like Quasi did. I and you know cuz you don't you don't say someone had a great draft and give them a, a B minus. That's not a great grade. Um so I thought it sucked. It's an F. Yes, they deserve to die. I hope they burn in hell. Um that's, yeah, that's Okay, Rick, really let's cut say. off. Let's Yeah. <laughs> so let's end the podcast on that note. Um that's all the time we have for the Viking Age podcast today. Unless if you had something to get in. Sorry. No, I don't. Okay, okay. That's all the time we have, folks. Live YouTube TV. Hell of a podcast. Subscribe and get your chance to win a Justin Jefferson jersey. All of that is right below in our descriptions. Mm-hmm. For Adam Patrick, I am Chris Shedd signing off. And we'll talk to you again on Thursday night right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.